Hello. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi. Hey. Welcome to the Smile Hard Podcast. I am Miles Dittmar. It's currently Tuesday, December 19th, 2023 is coming to an end. We did it. We are almost there. We almost made it. As we enter into this winter era of 2023 and 2024, I want to recognize um, the depressive state that people fall into, including myself, especially including myself, during the colder seasons, uh, me not being used to colder climate growing up in Florida, and now me going into colder climates. Uh, I, I enjoy living in other states, like I've lived in Colorado last year, and I'm in South Carolina this year. Um, I'm just not used to the colder climates, so I have to adjust and find the beauty in them, and that has a lot to do with today's topic. On top of just recapping, um, one of the most uh, popular, well, the most popular podcast episode that I did, which was my second episode ever, called Saying Yes to Life. And at that point, I had just lost my grandpa due to suicide. And a lot was going on in my life. I had just moved to Colorado. I was falling into this depressive state because all of a sudden it was zero degree weather and really, really windy and snowing all the time. And I, I, and I moved away from my family and friends and I was just doing so well in Florida. And we just found this puppy, my ex and I just found this puppy and you know, it was just everywhere. Life was everywhere and that's okay. That's just part of life. But I want to talk about uh, my episode saying yes to life. I want to recap what the purpose of that episode is, the value that I uh, talked about in finding the beauty in the nothing, basically, finding how amazing life truly is when it seems so dull or ugly or bad, how actually, how actually amazing it is. I truly want to talk about that. And that's kind of all I could, you know, talk about at that time, right? Like, I'm, I just lost my last grandpa. I never met my, met my real grandpas. Um, unfortunately, um, I don't know what happened to my mom's dad. Both my parents lost their dads at young ages, around 20 years old. My dad's dad was an alcoholic and um, very sad stories for both of them. And I feel for them every day. I feel for them and I feel... Um, I feel... They listen to every podcast, so hello, mom and dad. But I feel like as their son, I have kind of been gifted this role of being their parent, if that makes sense. You know, of course, they're always going to be my parents. But because, like, I have parents, I have dads, I have dad, I have a dad at the age of 24 longer than they had their real dad. I feel this sense of a role as their son that they went through this to play the role of their dad and and in the way that I watched my dad be my dad. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we're all kind of just helping each other in this life. And we we are at the age of friendship more than parenting. Um, If you are my age or if you have a kid in their 20s, you kind of probably understand that it's it's it turns into this friendship more than a parenting thing. Like, of course, the parents are always going to be there for the kid and want to protect and do what they can, but it turns into more of a friendship and how you can coexist and be friends with the parents instead of uh, relying on the parents and same for the parent with the kid and how you can just be best friends. Um, Anyways, I do feel this role of flipping the script and being 
their guidance in certain roles that they haven't been able to do, like traveling and, and doing these things. Um, you know, everyone's life is different. Perspective is everything. Their life in their 20s was m- much different than mine has been in my 20s. Um, so anyways, I want to recap my episode saying yes to life and what I talked about in that episode and the events that have happened this year leading up to this episode have been crazy good and bad very good and very bad i've had a lot of traumatic and amazing things happen this year and i want to talk about how i took the bad and turned them into the good and tried to see i always try to see the positive in the negative so that's what today's episode is about i'm so happy you're here and i'm super happy to dive into this topic here we go welcome to the smile hard podcast let's go let's do it so one of the biggest reasons that i originally made this podcast i mean there's so many reasons um but one of the reasons was i posted something on instagram that said pov you said yes to life and it was a video of a couple clips of me traveling to oregon and laying in the ocean where i grew up in florida um, but one trip to Oregon, a bunch of clips back and forth from my buddy Blake and I just smiling outdoors. Very simple stuff, like not like luxurious traveling the world, whatever. And the comments were just filled with like white privilege and well, I would be happy too if I had money like you or rich p- privilege or must be nice having rich parents. And, and uh, it's so it's so beyond wrong of what truly was taking place and what takes place in my life like my parents came from not money I promise and I came from not money uh at all and there's there's not money there's not money there's I promise you that that's the case um so it's just one of the, it was just one of those things that grinded my gears because I made that video after my grandpa's suicide and I finally was getting past it and wanted to promote saying yes to life, positivity, uh, just just like kind of one of my first things getting past that death. Um, and I kind of got past it in real life before I posted that, but I, I was able to take a bad situation and turn it into good and say yes to life. When life just hits you at different angles, like the the whole point of that video was that I overcame something very hard for me and traumatic and Uh, the comments are just filled with, like, this crazy thing, and, like, I'm sorry, but no, like, it was, like, a $400 trip to Oregon that, you know, like, I just went there for three days with my buddy Blake, and we had fun, and, uh, anyways, uh, something crazy about that trip previous to making the video was the trip, of course, and, um, right when I got back from the trip, uh, right when I was appreciating life again, uh, I was going through some stuff, basically. I went on the trip, and it really changed my perspective on um, who I was at that point and my appreciation for the different environment that I was in in Colorado. I was not having a good time. Summed up, summed up, I was not having a good time. I went on that trip, and I fell in love with life again. But I got the news that my grandpa had killed himself right when I got back to the States or not the States. What am I talking about? Colorado. Right when I got back to Colorado, my parents called me and laid the news down. And it just like, it was just one of those things, like just when you think things are going well, right? Just when you think you're 
happy again, something can punch you in the gut or in the face and knock you right back down on, on your ass and, and make you start all over again. And that's just so life, right? That's so life. If life was perfect all the time, it would be lame. I've come to that circumstance that if life didn't have speed bumps, if it didn't have challenges, if it didn't have tough situations, it would be boring because I have gotten to the point where like, it was good. It's been, it's good for like two months at a time. And you're like, okay, we're, when's it going to be bad? And then you're almost like looming for the bad and you're almost wanting the bad, but like, seriously, you do need bad in your life to have good, to really appreciate good. You need bad. And that's why I truly think that those who are poor and those who, you know, don't come from much, um, they are on the lower scale, uh, of the poverty situation, actually appreciate life more. Uh, and if they were to go from poor to rich, they appreciate life more. And life is so special because like money isn't what they care about. You know, they, they didn't grow up that way. Whereas if you go, if you start rich, things are just a little different. Typically, I, f I feel that it's actually harder for someone to go about life if they're rich, if they have rich parents. Like rich privilege actually, I think, is the opposite. I think we glorify being rich way too much way too much i i see more depression in rich kids than in poor kids because they don't have a sense of creativity they don't have a lot of times the parents i'm saying like rich rich you know a lot of times the parents are working too hard or they're not in their lives uh you know that's just kind of the case and they don't get to see life as it is without the money um, this isn't the case for everyone. You can definitely like have an amazing life and be rich. I'm just saying on average, I think it's harder to go from rich to poor than poor to rich. So that's just like, that's just a subcategory of what I'm talking about. But the comments were so hysterically wrong that I, I really wanted to talk about it. Um, and unfortunately, like to me, that video was so special and it just really kind of hurt, even though I usually don't read in the comments. Um, almost ever, you know, comments are just nothing. And usually if they're trying to take it out on you, almost always 99% of the time, if they're being mean to you in the comments, they are the ones who need a hug. They are the ones who are, I mean, think of how sad it is. Think of how truly sad it is for someone to try to take someone down on the internet, try to bully them, try to demean that person on the internet, a stranger, some stranger is going to comment that you look fat or something like that. Think of how sad their life has to be. Their their parents have to be treating them so poorly. They, their friends suck. You know, something is so bad in their life that they have to take it out on you. They feel like they're in, like they're in so much pain that you have to feel their pain too. Those are the people that need a hug the most. Those are the people that you shouldn't fight back. First off, you fight back. It's never like there's never going to be a good solution. We all know that it's just going to be an internet war that doesn't matter. So those are the people that need a hug. Those are the people that I try to individually message and just say like, I hope you're having a wonderful week. Um, I'm here for you if you need anything or just one or like, you know, thanks for the support on the internet. You know, I don't know what it is. I usually judge each one by each comment. Every comment is different and you don't want to like hopefully trigger someone in the wrong way. But you do want, I, I think it's so important to reach out to those people, um, another subcategory of this podcast, but if someone tries to take you down, please understand that they are in a bad place in life. It's so sad. It's so sad that they're trying to take you down. They need help way more than you. Please don't read in the comments too much. 
this just hit me at a different time. I wasn't like reading them and taking them personal, but I just wanted to voice what was truly going on, especially at this time in my life. So since then, since my grandpa's um, suicide, many other, here, here's kind of the bad things that took place since then. I had to rehome my puppy that my, at the time, girlfriend, at the time, fiance, actually, uh, we found this puppy, we gave it the best life ever, and we kind of were forced to rehome it. We just wanted to have the best home for it, and that just wasn't us at the current time. We know, you know, we, we, we saved it. We gave it an amazing intro to life. We raised it so well, taught it tricks, taught it how to behave, um, gave it a wonderful life. I was always outside exercising with it every day, running, going crazy, being its best friend. And now it has a sister. Uh, she has a sister and they go on hikes and they play and that's everything I could ever ask for. But that's painful. That hurts because you basically, it's like raising a child. It's so close. It's very similar. At least this breed of dog. This breed of dog was hard. It was GSP and Husky. And that is called a Eurohound, that crossbreed. And that's one of the fastest dogs on earth. And they're used for Scandinavian sled racing. So if that says anything about her, she's just crazy. She's crazy. So it was hard. It was so hard. We did everything we could. But we had to be in and out of the house so much. And it just wasn't fair to the dog. The dog needed a sister or brother. It needed a sibling to run around with and, and family that could be there for it all the time. Um, so that was hard. My ex, uh, my, my fiance at the time and I split up, um, and it was kind of, kind of rough, you know, like we were ended on good terms, but the split was kind of rough and it really messed me up. That one really messed me up. If I'm speaking truthfully, it did take like many weeks to get back on track. And it wasn't just the split of the breakup. I mean, at that point it was three and a half years of dating, um, maybe a little more than that, and uh, of being together and living together. And it was just so, you know, like, kind of out of left field. Uh, I had just moved to Colorado, and now I'm moving back, and, you know, I'm just all over the place mentally, uh, behind the scenes, just like other things going on in life at, at the time. But I packed up my stuff, got out of the lease, moved, got, started living in the van and living with all my things in there was really hard and I traveled to South Carolina and then Florida and then back to South Carolina and North Carolina and I was driving all over, I was sleeping in my van filled with all of my items and sleeping with, sleeping with my head on my mountain bike and my surfboard on my legs and everything I own, everything for Beaten Path in that van and then I finally got a storage unit and found new friends and slept on couches and in and out of places and, you know, getting kicked out of parking lots. There was great days and terrible days and I don't regret any of it, but it was just, it's been a traumatic year. And then recently my uncle David has passed away. Uh, he, he died. He died. He, he kind of had a, a semi-traumatic death. It was, it's sad. Uh, he had an aneurysm in his heart, I believe, and it bursted and he was alone and probably suffered a little bit and that that definitely pains the family because of how amazing of a man this guy was he only preached love and peace he was a, a priest his whole life a, a catholic priest uh but not like a traditional catholic priest you know like a, he he didn't want to stand on the altar the entire service he would walk around and be with people and 
be next to people and touch people and, and literally like be with them, be with their family. He would go to prisons. He would go to hospitals. He would go to rehabilitation centers and retirement homes. He did two Spanish masses and two English masses every week. He's one of the most special people that I've ever met. You could never feel bad around him. He always just had this sense of presence and love and no matter who you are. And we were going we were going through photos, of course, this entire month, and there's not there's like not a single photo of him not just smiling his heart out. Um, so I really, really look up to this man's life, his legacy. They named a day after him in Chicago called Father David Day. You should look it up. Um, he, he's just so inspiring. So it was a sad death. It's a very sad death. We're all going through it together, but like I'm not even just praying for my family. I'm praying for the thousands and tens of thousands of people that are suffering because of his loss. Like we had 30 priests at this funeral that I just got back from in Florida last week uh, that attended and a lot of them spoke and the rituals were special and we got to be a part of it as a family, but all these people coming up to me and everyone in the family explaining their stories with Uncle David and how they felt like they were best friends with this man and I mean, just it's crazy how one person can touch so many people, right? Like, I don't know, and the structure of how he talked was very similar to Obama, if that says anything. Whether or not you like Obama, you have to you have to love how he talked, right? Like, he just could talk. He just could make you listen. Whether or not you agreed with him, most people will agree that he just talked great. <laughs> um, so, anyways, he actually got to meet Obama during Obama's presidency, for his actions, I believe he preached uh, against gang gang violence very heavily in Chicago and got to meet Obama. I would love to dig into that story and learn more. Maybe I will. I'm flying to Chicago soon for the, the next funeral. There's many little funerals going on, and the next this one's going to be the biggest one. It's, it's going to be big. Uh, anyways, anyways, big year. So those are the bad things. There's also little things that filled in, but the amazing things just overpower the negative you know I, I, I fell in love with a new place I literally have met a hundred brand new amazing friends that I feel like I'll be friends with the rest of my life I have a new wonderful girlfriend that makes me so happy and makes me excited about life for the first time in a long time I my my numbness that I have felt emotionally is finally fading in life um, I'm very financially stable in a sense, you know, in my savings and my in my investments, I am. But I'm still working my butt off for for current uh, for current finances. I would love to do a finance podcast. Let me know if you guys want to hear about that because I truly, truly love money and I love finances. It's like a game to me. Uh, ever since I was little, like if you, I, I've talked about this before, but in high school, if if you were recently in high school or still are, you might know something called cool math games. And there's this penguin game that I that literally taught me about money and that I still think about to this day, but it literally taught me how to save money for a certain new jetpack and save money for better fuel for the jetpack and save money. You know, like it just taught me the morals that I've always been good with money, but that's where like the next step came in where I started investing in stocks and I started doing more research and just got me more excited. But I really relate to like, money can be as simple as that game. Um, and I would love to talk about it sometime and what I've done in life and what I think is important as far as like a Roth IRA and certain stocks to invest in and the amount to invest in. And you know, like 
it's not even about investing, but it's about what you, you know, eat throughout your week or turning your heat lower when you leave the house or, you know, your lights off or unplugging your out, like just being smart and having that mindset, making it more of a lifestyle than like a one week decision and then you stop doing it forever, but like truly, truly having routine with it. Anyways, (laughs) you know me, I get off topic. Let's get back on topic. Saying yes to life, saying yes to life, saying yes to the things that bum you out. Say yes to the dead trees that lost all their leaves because it's going to make them stronger and grow fuller next year. It, it's They're sleeping. They need this rest. Saying yes to getting out of bed when you don't want to, but you ultimately know that you should and you're going to touch so many people's lives that day if you get out of bed and you can show a smile on your face. Saying yes to speaking in public, even if you don't want to. Even if you don't want to, turn that gross feeling into this fiery confidence that you love, even if you don't, because one day you will love it if you do that long enough. I truly believe that that is real, and that's how I become became in love with a lot of things. Like I, I, I truly took what my fear, and I, and I did it. And right now, my 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 fear to overcome is flying. I've been flying a lot. Recently in my whole life I've had like minor anxiety while flying. It's just it's just like not being in control. That's really the only thing Um, I think we can all agree that like not being in control. is kind of strange sometimes, but anyways turning those things that you Look at and think are ugly or negative or bum you out or just bad for the world or what or whatever and turning them into Wow, you know, we do need that in life to actually appreciate other things and we that you know like the beauty of a dead tree is so amazing like now we can see each individual twig on that tree and see the bones of that tree and we can see like where the leaves are gonna grow and and understand that like you can't be full of life and lush all year round and maybe humans are more like trees than we even thought before because you know we have times like trees where we seem so dead and ugly but that's actually just us getting rest and now you can see who we truly are on the inside because we're not flourishing on the outside you know like it's just part of life and it's just part of life and saying yes to these moments that have been bad in our lives like the deaths that I have that I have been exposed to in my family recently or the traumatic experience with my ex that led me to a good thing. And, you know, she's she's on a better path, too. She's dating a new person in, in a new place. And I don't want to talk about her personal life. She's doing her personal life, but she seems very happy, and I'm happy for her. And I'm happy for myself. We're both doing our own thing, and that's just life. You can't be upset at the past. You can't dwell at the past. You can't regret. You have to be happy. You have You have to get past it. You have to get past it. There's no point in holding grudges. There's no point in being upset. If you if you be upset, there's a deeper. If you're if you're holding a grudge for years and months or whatever it is, and you know deep down that it's too long, there's something else going on that that you need to address. That's not the actual problem. What you're holding the grudge about is the surface level, but deep down inside, there's there's a deeper problem that I think you should address. Um, but anyways. We have to say yes to these things that we that we deem as negative things, and they can be negative things. They are negative things, but like, what we, we they have to be positive. They have to be positive because that led you to do this and this and this and this and led you to where you are right now. You cannot go back. You literally cannot go back. Time machines have not been invented yet. You know, so turn 
that gross feeling of negativity towards something or someone or some place into a positive thing. Um, you'll get there eventually. I know that you know we, we go through, so everyone heals differently. It could take days, it could take weeks, months, years, but eventually you have to turn that no into a yes. One of the most valuable things about saying yes to life, about seeing the beauty in the negative, is embracing challenges as opportunities of learning, like uh, learning and growing through the challenges that you are faced with. Every setback, every speed bump, every negative thing can teach valuable lessons which will lead to personal growth and resilience if you treat it the right way. A small thing, very small thing, was one time I missed my annual my annual report for my LLC back in March in uh, like 2019 for Beaten Path. And I didn't, I didn't know it was a thing. I didn't get an email. Of course, I didn't get an email. I didn't get a piece of paper in the mail. I didn't get anything. And then I just had a fine for like $400. And at that point, $400 was like, oh my God, like 400, you know, like that's the end. <laughs> I'm done. But because of that, I have a reminder. I have multiple reminders on my phone for this annual report. All it is is saying like, I still live here and this is my number and that's it. Uh, but I didn't know that that's a thing. And now I'm never going to forget that. <laughs> that's a very small thing. Um, but I had to lose to win to remember. On a bigger scale, this summer, everything that happened to me and me living in the van and going through these harsh things, getting kicked out of parking lots, trying to sleep, you know, like police lights at 2am in my face. I'm not doing anything wrong that someone called the cops on me. Uh, understandably because I'm in a big white van in their neighborhood or you know like uh, it's not just that but the chaos that was going on in the Planet Fitness parking lots or the parks that I was sleeping in whatever it is all those negative things made me appreciate how beautiful it is to have a home to have a roof over my head to have clean water I mean this is amazing water Greenville water is the seventh best water in America and it's so nice it's better than any filtered water I ever had in Florida but anyways uh, dishes the ability to have dishes to do dishes I can clean dishes and have dishes I didn't have I didn't have that in the van and uh, friends that can come to my house and sleep at my house and stay with me and I can host things and I can wake up and have a shower and I can you know like it made it so special because I went through those negative things and I looked at it as a certain way. I still look at it a certain way where now I, I learned and, and grew from those negative things and I see so much beauty in the, I see the beauty in the time that I spent in that van because of the negative things I went through. I see the beauty of how many friends I made and the experiences I had, the places I went, the people I met, the strangers I met, the 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 appreciation I have for a toilet and uh, the ability to walk around without crouching my head down or sleeping not on an air mattress or you know whatever it is I I can see so much beauty now because I went through those tough things and within that comes resilience and strength recognizing that facing adversary can reveal your inner strength and overcoming difficulties can build resilience and empower you for future challenges to come no matter what they are putting yourself through these tough situations not even putting yourself through them I mean like technically I was putting myself through that I didn't have to live in the van but I felt obligated to I had nowhere to go like I, I did have places to go but not really and I kind of wanted to put myself in that situation because I knew one day it was going to benefit me and 
the good was outweighing the bad, even though the bad was pretty bad. <laughs> but uh, overcoming those difficulties helped me build resilience, helped made me strong, helped me become more prepared for future challenges. And I am beyond thankful that I did go through those things. And on top of all that, one of the one of the most positive things that came out of living the van for me was a new perspective. I get I've so many new perspectives, and that and that's also what happens with, with anything when uh, you put yourself through negative situations and you try to see the beauty in negativity. You try to say yes to life. When you do say yes to life, you get new perspectives in life. And sometimes a negative experience will offer a different viewpoint that you didn't have before. They can encourage empathy and understanding and a broader perspective on life. It's just, it's, it's so cool what going through bad things can actually do for you. And I think a lot of you will understand what I mean when I say that. And if you don't, um, it hasn't happened yet and it will happen. That's just life. That's just life. Everyone I've talked to, like I, I've talked to a lot of people about the things that have happened to me and they've shared their experiences. And this is just part of life going through shit to get to gold. <laughs> I mean, quite literally, right? Like you have to like dig through dirt and dirt and dirt and sift rocks and, and puddles and streams. And to actually find the gold, you have to go through all that shit and you have to trek out to the woods and you have to, you know, possibly get bit by a snake, you know, ah, but you might find the gold. You, you could find the gold. Sometimes you don't. And over and over and over practice and resilience and learning and growing will give you new appreciation and new perspective and eventually you will find that gold. I promise. Be patient. Be resilient. Be strong. Please, if you find yourself taking out, neg like, take, like, putting negative energy into the world, like, posting negative comments to someone or just being negative in general, whether it's a frown on your face and you're posting about how life sucks all the time and you're just finding yourself dwelling on life, please do some, like, inner self-thinking and really think about what your true life is and what your day-to-day -day looks like. Are you filling yourself with the best people you can fill yourself with? Are your parents treating you right? Are your friends treating you right? Are you putting wa enough water in your body? Are you eating enough fruit and vegetables? Are you actually saying what you're grateful for every day? Are you, are you doing the right steps for yourself to be happy? ultimately being happy is what life is all about and if you can put happiness into the world and be kind to others so that they can feel happier so that it can just be a domino effect of happiness and kindness and we can solve this world peace problem i feel like that's the end goal i feel like that's the goal is world peace love is everything if you can do that that is so important that is so special if you can just look in into yourself Ask yourself, hey, maybe I should change this or this. If you find yourself putting negative energy in the world in any shape or form, whether it's a comment or dialogue or just the expression you give or maybe your head's down every room you walk into, do some inner self-thinking. Let this podcast be the start of you changing that for yourself and for others because it'll make the world a better place if you can make yourself be happier in your day-to-day. -day. If you can love yourself, you can love others. If you listen to this Mile Hard podcast, you know that I answer a few of your questions that you ask me through social media on my podcast every week. So let's dig into this week's questions. Here we go. So I have a really um, kind of like a broad question here. Uh, I don't think I've really answered one like this on the podcast because this is kind of more of my opinion. 
rather than like my um, experiences. But Congo Boy, <laughs> which is a great username on Snapchat, asked me, what are good side hustles to start for a business? Which is kind of like what I think would be a good side hustle for a business opportunity. And I'm going to be quite frank, like I, I, I have like ideas, some are dumb, some are amazing, some are just normal. But um, if I'm being honest, like the best thing you can do is really take some days, take some weeks, wh whether it's a few hours a day after work or whatever, do some research by just reading human behavior, jotting notes. I think the best thing you can do if you really want to start a business and you don't know what for, first off, look into yourself find passion in yourself. Like, what are you passionate about? Are you passionate about cutting lawns? Are you passionate about coffee or skateboarding or collecting staplers? I don't know. I'm just kind of looking at things around me right now. But whatever you're passionate about, really reflect on that and dive deep into that. Also, I do think you should combine that with the spot. What am I talking about? The supply and demand issue. Pretty much anything that is successful, there was a lack of it to begin with. Basically, supply, supply and demand is pretty much everything in life, right? Like supply and demand on if you're trying to be an influencer or content creator, you have to migrate to the, the platform that has the most people viewing versus posting ratio. If 10 people are viewing for every one post on Instagram, it's smart to post on Instagram because on average, 10 people will see the one post. But if 10 people are posting for every one viewer on TikTok, maybe you don't want to do TikTok. So look into life, look into hobbies that there's a supply and demand for. What is really needed in the world? What can you add value? What can you bring to other people in life? What can you like genuinely, genuinely bring to other people to make them a better person, to make yourself a better person? That is going to be the smartest way to start a business is look at your passions and look at the supply and demand issue in the world, in the culture that you live in. Don't don't go so broad in the world, actually. Go more narrow in the state that you live in or in the city that you live in or your little town or the county or the country, whatever it is, but maybe narrow in a little bit and see what the supply and demand issue is and combine it with your passion. You will be happy. You will be driven do it, do it, do it. I'm not going to give you specific ideas of mine, but I think you should do that if you really want to start a business. And also know that failing is okay. Like 95% of businesses don't make it past year three or something like that. So if it fails, don't ever give up. Like if you ever want to start another one, start another one, do it, really do it. And once you come up with the name for it, an idea for it, my instant next uh, strategy for you is to create all the usernames on all the social media platforms for that account, even if you're not going to use social media yet for it. But it's a free, what's called trademark, essentially. Uh, you, you basically own this username. You own it. You own it. You're the only person that owns it. So create the username, create the social media accounts for your idea, whether or not you're going to put it in play anytime soon. That's just the next steps. And then go from there. But Really consider social media and modern day business. That's a very big player. And look at the supply and demand issue. Such a big player. Uh, but really, ultimately, the passion thing is the biggest thing. What are you passionate about? Great question. Uh, and I wish you so much success in happiness and financial success. Love you. Let's go to the next question. Okay, here's a question from Jason on Snapchat. Jason asked me, if you could do anything different in life, what would it be? So if I, I mean, like genuinely, I am in the field that I believe I was born for, like this generation of social media mixed with the 
positivity that's needed in the world mixed with my love for clothing and uh, ultimately bringing kindness through clothing and inspiring people to go outside those that this is like where I belong and doing these side things like the podcast and posting on social media and uh, doing trends whatever it is like I am exactly where I belong it's hard for me to picture anything else but if I had to picture anything else I think I would dive fully into music I really love music I genuinely really love music but I, I love art I love art I used to uh, really think that I was going to be a like basketball player growing up. I, I do love basketball, but I don't know. I really don't know what it would be besides this. And I, I truly feel comfortable saying that this is what I was born for and I am doing what I love. Okay. This question is from, I love will something on Instagram. This question is, what is your favorite episode of the Gilmore girls? Great question. If you don't know, I post a lot about Gilmore girls. I truly do love the show. Um, I don't know it. Honestly, I don't know it as much as I like know The Office. I rewatched The Office over and over growing up in them. And I am rewatching Gilmore Girls. But I do love the show. It is a very wholesome show. It makes me appreciate slowing down in life and being in my community, being part of my community. I, I really envy it. I think that's why I love the show is that I always wanted it. And now I'm kind of living in a place that's very similar to the show, I feel like. But anyways, my favorite episode, I think, is when Logan jumped off the building thing with Rory uh, in their in their club. I'm not going to talk about it too much because it's later in the show, and I'm sure a lot of you are watching it for the first time. But anyways, it's a really special episode, and you can just see where Rory trusted her kind of new man in this sense, and and you can see his passion for her and this excitement for life. And yeah, it was dangerous, but it was it was for love. It was for excitement. It was it was like a little thrill for the biggest memory that she'll ever have. It, it was a really special thing. And I kind of relate to it in a sense. It gives me confidence as a man to be like that with a woman. I, I look up to him in that episode so much for love reasons and for just like, just like, I was going to say men reasons, but yeah, like men reasons. Like I, I, I really envy that. I really like that. And it, and it makes me happy. It, it truly makes me like tear up in, in a happy love giddy way in the most manly way. Anyways, <laughs> I love that episode. It's really special. And I'm sorry, I, I don't want to ruin it too much. So anyways, that's, uh, that's probably my favorite episode. This question is from Cameron5838 on Instagram. Cameron asked me, do you smile in every post? Uh, no, I don't. I don't. I do smile in almost every post, but I don't. I try to um, be real as much as possible. That's like, if anything, if anyone could say one thing about me, I hope that they say that I am just raw and real and human as much as possible because that's like, I don't care about being cool or filtery or like, always smiling you know I do love to smile in 90% of my posts because truly like a smile can create a chain reaction of happiness um, and there's not enough smiling going on in the world and I and I genuinely just do smile by default I can't help it I cannot take its frowny photo like ever it's ridiculous I have like smile lines when I try to frown but I do post like I'll post a crying one every now and then or I'll try to be serious but I try to show my raw emotions all the time, but if I can invoke positivity as much as possible, and that's just really who I am, um, I do smile in a lot, but not in every post, not in every post. Okay, this is my last question. This is also from Instagram. Uh, it's a really big username, so I'm not gonna 
say it. Um, but the question is, describe a place that holds deep sentimental value for you and why is it significant? Great question. Very great question. Um, my mind went straight to St. Augustine. It holds insane amount of deep sentimental value. It's kind of the first step of me stepping into my adulthood, my manhood, uh, my next chapter in life, me getting excited about life where I truly felt comfortable. I finally was around my people and uh, people were just so healthy in that environment. Um, I loved the activities that I could do there. I loved the opportunities that I had there. Th this level of comfort that I had there mixed with the history, mixed with everything that was going on, it was so special, but it was a really big chapter of my life. I would say if I had to sum up years of life chapters, that that's probably the biggest mixed with this summer being in the van and moving over here. But it was a very big part of my life, a very big step in my life. And it started a lot of amazing things, a lot of amazing friendships. Um, I just got to learn. I got to learn so much. I got to learn about living with um, a woman at a young age and just making it work and compromising and how to really love and how to receive love. I got to uh, understand what it's like to fully pay bills. I got to understand what it's like to um, be myself without my family around or without the you know, guidance or me to look, look up to my parents and be like, am I doing it right? You know, like it was the first big step in life. Even though I already went off to college in Orlando, I didn't truly feel that way until I really lived in St. Augustine all by myself with this girl at the time and made so many new friends, made so many new passionate uh, friendships and lifelong friendships. And I really got to meet my people and be in a place that I truly, truly love. I got more respect for the ocean. I never grew up on that side of Florida. So it's a whole different side of Florida. If you're used to the Gulf of Florida, the Gulf of Mexico on the west, you should try the Atlantic. It's a whole different place. I love it over there. Um, anyways, it was a big chapter in life. It was a big milestone in life, and I regret no part of it. Even though there are bad times, I still don't regret any of the bad times. It was a very, very special place, and I hold it near and dear to my heart. St. Augustine, Florida, I love you. Uh, thank you all for these questions, these wonderful questions. If you want to ask me a question, you can shoot me a question on any social media platform at Miles Dittmar, and I'll get back to you either on the platform itself or through this podcast. I love you all. Thank you all for listening to the Smile Hard podcast. I love you, love you, love you. Have a great rest of your week.